Welcome to Beauty and the Ghee, the podcast about jujitsu and life from the female perspective. I'm Jen Eads. And I'm AJ Klingerman, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu purple belt, obsessed with jiu-jitsu. And I run the role model women's only grappling camp. And in this episode, we happen to be introducing one of the instructors for camp. Yes, she should be pretty well known to both our camp attendees from anyone in the past and to our audience or our listeners or our gang, uh, because we talk about her a lot. I feel like we should just set a chair for her. Right. At every <laughs> recording because she ends up in the podcast. In the somehow. podcast. Yeah. We just, we're just, just obsessed set up with a her. Microphone we can't help it. Her. We're obsessed with her. <laughs> <laughs> She's one of my really good friends. I've known her for uh, at least a dozen years. And um, I was there when she first won Worlds. I've there at her wedding. Like we've been good friends for a long time. So she's taught at every one of my camps. I was inspired to do a camp because of her. Uh, so yeah, let's, let's hear a little more from Rachel Casillas. I think our audience probably feels like they know you pretty well. Cause you know, for all the bad stuff about me from, no, we don't, we don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> You're one of our favorite people. I hate your hair. I- <laughs> Okay. <laughs> we, now we can take that clip and really use it for my soundbite for for sure. Oh, we will because I already made a little clip out of the. I last played one. it for her. You did? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I hate your hair. I love it. <laughs> so, if you're just joining us for the first time, um, <laughs> uh, I used to have purple hair, and Rachel hated it. So, yeah, that's the short story. Um, and I would tell yeah. her if I cared what you thought, I wouldn't have purple hair. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. That's so. why we're friends. Exactly. We can do what we want. Yeah. It's we're, so weird that she's actually on the podcast and that we're not just talking. Just talking about her. <laughs> talking about me. I right. appreciate that. <laughs> now can I, I can, I can opine as to my side of the story. <laughs> <laughs> but you admit it. You admit it's all true. Oh, oh for <laughs> sure. I owned it. Yeah. I hated your hair. I was yeah, like, what see? is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's totally fine. But even though they probably feel like they know you, tell uh, us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am a wife, right? is my husband, and I have two kids. My daughter is going to be nine in a week and a half, and my son is six, so they're in third and kindergarten, respectively. I am a black belt under Robert Drysdale, and I train at Tennessee Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy in Spring Hill, Tennessee, and I am a federal civil rights litigation attorney. Very nice. And how did you get started in jujitsu to begin with? Uh, I fell in love. So, <laughs> um, I was actually doing Thai boxing at a gym and I met my husband, well, would be husband there. And um, we actually moved out to Colorado to take care of his mother who was not doing well. And he opened a gym out there um, with a primary focus on jujitsu. And so I started taking jujitsu to try to get women to come in the class. And first I thought it looked super awful. Um, so like, that's dumb. A bunch of grown men rolling around on the ground in pajamas. I don't do that. But then I was wanted to be supportive of him and his new endeavor. So I started taking jujitsu and I really liked it. So that's how I got into jujitsu. I that's followed awesome. a boy. I think I remember pictures of you and your like first skis and stuff out in Colorado. Yes. I had a little red game to ski. Yep. 
like one of the original red gaming skis. I looked so awesome. Let me tell you, it was an, it was a A one. They didn't even make A zero back then. It was like seven sizes too big. So. <laughs> I can only imagine. Actually, I know because I've seen pictures. <laughs> yes. All right. So. Let's see. I, I, it was kind of hard to think about what questions to ask you because, you know, we we have gotten to talk to you a lot and um, <laughs> we've we've played a lot of the episodes from camp. So there was a lot of Q&A oh, yeah. um, that you were able to answer. And you've been so to tell everyone, if anyone doesn't know already, I started the role model women's only grappling camp because of you. So I came down. Aww. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> yeah, I came I down for your first camp, um, Girls Gone Gee, which I'm actually wearing the shirt right now in support because, <laughs> you know, that's what I do. Thank you. <laughs> um, you. You'd be really good at like dress up day, like as a parent, like the oh spirit week things where they have yes. to plan like the shirt and clothing. I'm going to need to bring you down to help my children because I forget about that stuff. I am so in for that because honestly, yes, pretty much I'm every day is spirit it. day for me. Like whatever <laughs> shirt I have chosen to wear, there is a reason. Like you could ask me at any time, like, why'd good. you pick that shirt today? And I'll give you a story. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I am not that, 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 focused at this point i could not remember how to do that so i will get better about it but i actually yeah, slept in my girls on gay t-shirt last night so nice. it's close was it the yes. the teal one from this year yes it that's was. the one i'm wearing nice <laughs> i also uh and we'll take that just a step further of my craziness is i can also tell you most of the time why i'm wearing the socks or the underwear that i'm wearing <laughs> oh kiddo. yeah it's yeah i don't wear true. socks so it's all right Oh, I hate being without socks. I mean, if I'm in dress shoes, yes, but otherwise I hate not wearing socks. I don't have on socks right now. I'm barefoot in my law office, just sitting (laughs) here in my chair, crisscross applesauce. (laughs) You're too old for that. (laughs) I know. My kindergartner reminds me that it's crisscross applesauce. So I, when you said that Gabby's going to be nine, I about died. I can't believe she's going to be nine. You're literally the second person I called when they sent me over to the hospital to tell me they were going to induce me because my fluid was low. My amniotic fluid was low. We called my parents after Ray finally figured out where we were supposed to park. And then we <laughs> called you. And I think I said, we're going to have a baby. I don't really know who to call. So I called you. <laughs> Here I love you go. It. Yay. Yeah. I love that. Your uh, wedding was amazing too. So just, you know. Throw yeah, back when to that, James refused to dance with me, yeah, um, it was awesome. Good I'm time. sorry, James. Sorry, I brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> it will never die. It will never die. I'm learning so much. Yeah. In this James episode. does not dance. Oh. James, not at all. Ever. He ever. He has danced one single time, and that was at our wedding. Our wedding song. That's it. Wow, that's it. And so, if some, he's been in a million weddings because he's James, and everyone wants him as you know. I mean, it's yeah. just you know. <laughs> um, and he'll always tell people like, "I'll be in your wedding, but don't ask me to dance. Like, I'm not doing any like groomsman dance or like, <laughs> no, not at all. He does not dance. So I wasn't even asking him to do any dance. Everybody was dancing, like the entire, all the guests, whatever. Everyone was dancing. AJ was just a dancing fool, a dancing queen. Of course, was, everybody was dancing. I am the only person without a partner to dance with. James, we didn't know. Yeah, that's. I was like, James, I'm the bride. It's my wedding. No, he, so he sat there while I stood there awkwardly and 
entire everybody else dance. And I was like, well, and that may be her main memory from the wedding. Right. It sounds like yeah, it. it's pretty much right up there with my my husband's brothers getting drunk and I was dying in the river. Yeah. Yeah. It's real yeah, up there. I think. So. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. I wasn't going to. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, that was way worse than what James did, but that's, yeah, that's good. (laughs) I'm glad it's not on the same level at least. (laughs) No, it's not on the same level. (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) Okay. So let's talk about like what you would say is your biggest hurdle in jujitsu. My biggest hurdle is probably, I'll give you two, one mental hurdle and one like I would say practical hurdle. My biggest hurdle would be a mental one in that you, I for years thought had sort of like an imposter syndrome. Like when I get my purple belt or when I get my brown belt or I can get my, it was worse when I got my black belt. Um, I don't belong here. I don't belong competing in this division. I'm not as good as these other people are. That just goes away. I think a little bit. Um, It takes a while. But that was a big hurdle for me, especially a black belt. Um, I remember the first time I was at the Pans at black belt and in the finals, and they announced your name, you know, Rachel Morrison Casillas. Well, actually, it's Rachel Noel Morrison, as I compete under. Rachel Noel Morrison representing King Zenith, that's how they pronounce it. <laughs> and, you know, and they have the three refs, and you have to run out there, and, you know, like you're in the middle, and then you're up on the jumbotron and everything. And I was like, yeah, I don't know about this. I wonder <laughs> if they realize I'm not really good at jujitsu. So, um, and I've just faked it to this point. Uh, so that was a big <laughs> issue for me at every belt level. And, and can, can we and just pause finally, with that real fast? Because, yeah. like, you've won some very big stuff. Like, <laughs> yes. You know, yeah, so, so that, I have, I've won the Pan Ams and Worlds several times. And so it's not like I didn't have the accolades to back it up. Yeah. But I think, you know, and I was the first woman in Tennessee to win the Worlds, the first one to win the Pans. You know, I think I'm still the only one to do both. I think, but I could be wrong at this point. Yeah. It's amazing. I'm definitely the first one to do both. But the issue for me was always like, well, that's okay. Maybe that person wasn't that good. Or are they going to think I just got my belt because of my husband, which by the way, he's only given me one of my belts. And so I was always like, well, I need to prove something. I need to prove something. So I always had that in the back of my head. that I was sort of an imposter wearing this belt. Luckily now, most of that has gone away, but I think it's because I've become more, um, comfortable in my own jujitsu and so when I'm training you know if I get put in a bad position and I'm rolling with one of my purple belts or somebody um, blue belt and I get put in a bad position like you know I'm having to scramble so they don't pass or something old Rachel would have been like oh I hope no one's watching but now I'm like whatever I'm working stuff and I'm good and they're giving me a good fight and this is how I get better I think it's the people who get higher up in their belts that um that are afraid to put it on the line. And I'm just going to call people out on this. I see it all the time. I see it a lot in guys. I see it even more in women who get to their brown belt. It starts at purple belt. And, you know, purple, brown, black, especially, there's a lot of women that get that and they don't roll, especially with anyone outside of their gym. And they don't train and they don't put it on the line and they like just drill or only roll with like a white belt, which they know they can smash. And that irritates the crap out of me. 
one, it's doing a disservice to themselves because they're not getting any better. And it's doing a disservice to like their students and all the other women in jujitsu that could benefit from their knowledge, even if they're getting beat. Like I've been beat by lower belts and rounds. That's not the the issue. Right. The issue is to keep getting better. And that's one of my biggest pet peeves is people who don't train like that. But I sort of got off topic. So um, <laughs> back to one of my, you said biggest hurdles. That yeah. was my mental one. That by far, I think for most people is most people's biggest hurdle, I think is a mental one, whether it varies in aspects for jujitsu. And my second one would have to be, then be um, just with having kids in a very intensive job, just scheduling training time. And I really try not to complain about that because there's always a way to make it work, whether it's at 4.30 a.m. in the morning and someone can meet you or it's 9 o'clock at night or I'm fitting it in right now. Between 5.30 and 6.30, we have kids' classes going on, cardio, kickboxing going on. Before our jiu-jitsu class, I'm doing rounds over in the corner in like a five-by-six little area <laughs> because I can't stay for class because I got to get my daughter from ukulele to gymnastics get them dinner, you know, all that stuff. So I'm squeezing it in, you know, during the week, like just getting some roles in. I have to, you know, I have to get a minimum of six roles over here with just one person or two people or whoever. And 90% of my training partners, for the most part, are blue belts. And so, you know, I just say, hey, can someone be there at 5.30? And, and we train for, you know, it's about 45 minutes because by the time everyone gets changed and whatever, and we got to leave. But that would probably be my biggest hurdle is just scheduling time. Yeah. It's not about making time. It's just about scheduling time when there's some mat space and having someone there I can train with right now. Quick offside question. Did uh, Gabby get interested in the ukulele because of Christina Berlon? She did. So she now <laughs> owns, we now own two ukuleles. Nice. And she takes a ukulele. She has ukulele practice every Wednesday and they're trying to get her or get us to get her onto a, you know, a full guitar. But I think she really dislikes the ukulele. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, Christina Barlone had brought her ukulele. Uh-huh. I think it was the first, I don't know if it was the first or second time or both times when she came to teach at my camp. And, um, and Gabby just wanted to learn the ukulele. So my husband, being the shopper that he is, went out and bought two. <laughs> yep, so that sounds right. Ukuleles. We got to have yep. like different sizes okay. and... No, no. One is one's blue and one's like a wood color. And um, in theory, one should have been for Tristan and one for Gabby. <laughs> well, well, Tristan doesn't necessarily have the delicate touch required yet to play a musical instrument. And he hits it like he's trying to punch it. So we're, he is not allowed to touch the ukulele. So, and I'm ready said that he's going to learn to play the ukulele with Gabby. That has not yet come to fruition, but Gabby has been taking ukulele lessons for like a year now. So That's awesome. So know, um, yeah, like the Darius Rucker song, um, Wagon Wheel, and she can play, you know, she wants to learn Old Town Road. I think she's working on it right now to surprise her brother because he likes that song. So, Aww. yeah. Yeah, so she's cute when she's not being between nine yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) that's super cool she's not into jujitsu but tristan is correct no yes tristan is definitely into jujitsu uh so much so that it has caused a couple issues at school 
So, um, cause he just started kindergarten this year and oh, yeah. we're actually going to start him into, he's, he's, people have been trying to recruit him since he was about three into like their wrestling club teams around here. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing. And, um, and we have held off and said, no, no, no. I think we are going to start him to let, let him wrestle, but he loves jujitsu and it's just so much a part of his life and so normalized in his world that when things happen at school, it comes out. Right. <laughs> so bad. And, um, <laughs> And he doesn't see a problem with it, though we've had to explain to him that societal standards are different when you're in school versus when you're in a gym. And we were actually at the Master World, and his teacher had texted me. We had him staying, like a nanny staying with him, and texted me and was explaining a situation that had occurred. And finally, I realized what had happened in that Tristan had basically, like, hip-tossed a kid, <laughs> got into mount, was going to hit him. But he's like, Mommy, then you rolled over. So I just choked him. I was like, that's wonderful. Let's oh, not do that. Yay. <laughs> so um, we had to explain to him. Well, in his defense, he never starts the fight. Right. Like, he's not the bully. But he is going to jump in on any physical altercation that happens, whether yeah. he was involved in it to begin with. He's like, great, we're rumbling. <laughs> Put Let's me in, it. coach. <laughs> that's my chance. <laughs> so he, yeah. So we, last week, his teacher had to text me and she loves Tristan and he, she knows Tristan is a good kid, but she texted me because, um, to tell me a story so that I wouldn't hear it or I could talk to him about it. It was that he got into it. Well, I didn't get into it. Two kids at the top of a jungle gym and one of the kids pushed the other kid off. Well, then Tristan climbed up and that same kid pushed Tristan off the jungle gym. My kid get back up, climbs back up the jungle gym and pushes that kid off <laughs> because that's what my kid does. And so the teacher sees all this, whatever they have to have a conversation about, you know, keeping your hands to yourself, not doing any of that. And so I'm talking to Tristan after school and I'm like, Bubby, why didn't you just go tell Miss Partita, your teacher, that the kid pushed you off instead of climbing back and pushing him off? He's like, I ain't no snitch. And I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he gets that from his daddy. So because my husband goes snitches and up in ditches. And I'm like, so my, my son handled it himself, has, how, how he's been taught, but, um, just remember, he's six, just right. turned six. Yeah. Like two weeks ago. And, but he is, he is going to, he is always going to be jumping in. If anyone's, if anyone's brawling, he's going to be in it. He wants and, a part. and loving every minute of it. So yeah. he loves leg locks right now. He's big into heel hooks and toe holds and knee bars because Alex and Sam, two of our black belts, are, have been teaching him that stuff. So he will pull guard and try to heel hook you. <laughs> Great. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> yes. Okay. Since he can't do any submissions in any of the kid tournaments that are coming up. So basically he doesn't want to compete because he can't do submissions. So. Oh, yeah. But it's all right. So, yep. so we're going to wrestle, hopefully. Do you think that it will be hard for him to understand, like, one, in wrestling he can't do submissions, or if he does a kid's tournament that does offer submissions, um, like which submissions he's allowed to do? Yes, yeah. I do absolutely think it's going to be difficult for him to make the transition because he's sort of in the heat of the moment kind of person. Yeah. And so like, he'll be rolling hard and I'll be like, Bubby, you got to stop. You got to let go of that. They're tapping. And he's like, oh, oh. So I yeah. think, um, I think it's his wrestling club practices are supposed to start in October. So I really want him to wrestle. I want him to enjoy it, but we'll see how it goes. He may not like it because there is no submissions and, Right. You know, I don't know, but but we're going to try it. Yeah. And then um, 
with the tournaments, I've really held off. He's only done one tournament because he doesn't take like traditional class. Right. He won't sit through class. He's old enough now to be in the big kids class and he just doesn't want to. And he says, well, I'll, you know, daddy can teach me or I'll teach me, whatever. <laughs> and until he has enough focus and responsibility and determination to sit through class, then I'll schedule him to be in a tournament, but I'm not just going to let him take a tournament if he's not committed enough yeah. to train for it on a regular basis. So, although I will say this, I think his jujitsu is better than 80% yeah. of the kids. Absolutely. <laughs> he has really good ju- He knows a lot of jujitsu, but he also has no strength at the age of just turning six, but he knows a lot of jujitsu, but I w- I'm not going to put him in a tournament until he shows me some commitment to training. So. Yeah. I think that's a great, great plan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What do you feel like is your favorite memory? My favorite memory from jujitsu. Well, I'll tell you my favorite memory I have with you. <laughs> it's probably jiu-jitsu. the same. I don't know. I don't know. It's not, not the same for you, but the, the same as mine. Yeah. Mine with you. Yes. When I won the world, there was very few people there. You were you and James basically, and Ray was coaching Bradley. James was coaching me, and you were like the only person you up in the stands. And I looked up at you after I'd won, and that's probably my one of my favorite jujitsu memories. Yeah, I LA, absolutely because Ray's mother just passed away. Yes, yeah. I was very. I was just, and I didn't really know what to do. Ray wasn't there. <laughs> James, I triangled the girl, and James goes, "She can't hold her breath for five minutes. Just hold it." <laughs> and, it and I switched the arm, and I was gonna like, then she tapped, but that's he yelled that, and then I got up. I remember I saw you crying. I was like, so that's one of my favorite jujitsu memories. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Of course, I actually getting my black belt is not one of my favorite jujitsu memories because I actually lost by a rest decision <laughs> uh, at the Worlds when they gave me my black belt. So I was like, well, this is sort of anticlimactic, but thanks. I was Probably so sad about that, that because and, that, like, uh, it, like so I wasn't cool. at the podium and then you came around and like, you're a black belt. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was here and right? I missed it. I was so sad. It, yeah, I was, I was, I was angry one because I did not fight the fight I wanted to fight. Like, I don't mind losing if it's a good fight. Like, I don't like to lose. But if it's a good fight, right. I'm like, okay, it was a good fight. You know, she just came out better today. But um, that was one of those where I felt like I was trying not to lose versus trying to win. Right. And, um, and you know, losing rest decision, it's fine, whatever. So I was a little like, really? You're giving me my black back now? So that's not one of my favorite memories. I think one of my favorite memories in Shitsu. And I guess it's as a whole is seeing like my women's team, seeing them really get better, like watching it click. So those are some good memories for me yeah. when they're competing and stuff. So That's awesome. So you were in uh, Jen's head recently. So she competed oh, and won. <laughs> no, this is good. This is good. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> she you. competed at Fuji and won. And she was talking about what you said about what, what was that, Jen? It was if you get beat that your jujitsu isn't bad. Maybe there's just better that day. And yeah. so I kind of had this mantra to compete this weekend of my jujitsu is better today. It doesn't matter what it is on the other 364 days of the year, but if I could walk For out today, on that mat yeah. feeling like mine was better that day and it, it yeah. worked. Yeah. <laughs> See, the mental part of the game is really important. I, you know, when I was struggling with that, like, Really a purple and brown belt, not as much black belt, purple and brown belt, brown belt a lot. No, I'll fight hard. I'll win. I'll be Pan Am champion, whatever. And um, yeah, I was just saying today is my day. You know, my jujitsu is good today. 
Now, some days my jujitsu is not good. <laughs> some days I'm trying not to get smashed, but there are some days where I'm like, yeah, I'm a winner. I'm yeah. doing good today. So, yeah, we were back to our regularly yeah. scheduled programming with my normal jujitsu <laughs> today. <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes you just got to put it together, and that's how I feel about it. So, yeah. But yeah, well, I'm glad it worked. It did. So thank you. You're welcome. I think that that's something that, you know, you may not realize, you know, like we talk about that. We talk about you a lot on the podcast, but I think the reason for that is, is that I have listened to the podcast. I know you have some, but you know, like the, the reason that we talk about you so much is because you are inspiring women much more than just the girls on your mat. You, you know, you, you definitely, uh, help a lot of women, whether through your camps or through our camps. Um, so yeah, I just want you to know that how much we all as the female jujitsu. Well, I appreciate <laughs> that. I appreciate that. And you know, I don't like feelings. So. I know, I know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep it like feelings as, is hard. One of my favorite memories is about when Cassie busted down crying out at like, I think it was the world's like she's a blue belt and I was really new to coaching and she just burst into tears after she lost. She's crying. And I'm like, mm, I'm going to need you to stop. Cause I don't know what to do. I was like, when you're done crying, I'll come back. So I was like feelings. I don't know how to handle feelings. So how to do this. stop. So, but yeah, that is one of my favorite memories. Cause I was standing there just super awkward. Like, what do I do now? So, but I've gotten better handling those coaching moments, you know, and so it's better now. Yeah. But yeah. You, you've helped but, me well, a couple times that. of crying. So. <laughs> yes. I've also yelled at James. That's always exciting. Yes. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, well, I appreciate that. I'm trying to, as Ray says, you have to grow into being like, you can get your black belt, but, it, but that doesn't make you a leader. Um, yeah. You have to really work on it. It's not, you know, some people are natural leaders, and but you still have to fine-tune some of those things and I've had some of my stumbles along the way and sometimes I say things that are inappropriate (laughs) or taken out of context so I'm really working on it's hard being a friend a training partner a coach and a leader all to the same group of women yeah so that that's not that I've had some struggles with it's gotten better now so I've learned to be able to refine the roles and at least set boundaries as to okay I'm a coach Hey, today I'm the training partner, you know, that sort of thing. But I appreciate that. We are trying to grow women's jujitsu and make women understand, you know, how strong and powerful they can be. I, have you talked about in your podcast about me complaining about the like women's groups and people whining? Because no, would you like to bring that, that up? up? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, let's talk about it now. <laughs> Because <laughs> I always, I text or call AJ, I'm like, I can't take the whining. <laughs> no. like, and, and I can understand this, like, believe me, but I am sort of a put on your big girl panties and let's get this. Sorry, let's get this. I'm trying not to cuss. That's okay. You got the bells ready so to go. <laughs> That's yeah. good. Ready. And sometimes the whining on some of like the girls groups drives me bananas. I think probably because I'm more old school than like jujitsu is now. I, I don't know if it's called mainstream, but it is pretty much more, more yeah. normalized mm-hmm. now than it used to be like 15 years ago. And, and even the 15 years before, you know, when I started like that, they had it hard, you know, right. like 
Professor Vieira, you know, um, Michelle, you know, like they had it hard, you know, and I had it a little bit less hard, but still pretty difficult. And then the people here, it's not easy, but they, a lot of them have it a lot better than they realize. Right. As far as training, there's much more access to the sport. There's much more access to high quality level instruction, black belt, female black belt, up, female upper belt, you know, people to train with. Like, I just cannot take it when someone's like, I don't have anyone my size or my gender or my skill level. Or I'm like, which I just want to strangle them and say, just find a body. It doesn't <laughs> matter who it is and do jujitsu. Yeah. So uh, all t- instead of me posting something that I would regret out of frustration, <laughs> I call AJ and I'm like, right. I'm going to need you to handle this. <laughs> like, okay. Talk me off a ledge right now, please. <laughs> right. Yes. And I'm so always happy have to do that. Thoughts. I also yeah, she's like it's good. I helped talk Alex off of a ledge at Worlds, and um, afterwards oh, I-, I talked to James, and I was like, Ray and Rachel are very lucky to have me on their team. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Bless Alex, he did real well in his Pan Am. Oh my so. gosh, I'm so proud of him. It's he awesome. beat Gianni Grippo, so that yeah, was, yeah, that's Huge. good. He had a good match. He, had, he played a very strategic match. He's learning that sometimes it's not. Sometimes you just got to play a better game. Yeah. Play the rules. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. That's one thing that I like about like the role model group, because we've tried to kind of build that up on Facebook is that most of those women have been in the same room with each other. So it kind of takes away a little bit of like the whining and cattiness and that kind of stuff that happens on some of the bigger group pages. Yeah. So it gives it, it's all a very positive place and there's a lot of, you know, cheering for each other and, um, people were, you know, I was updating everyone about worlds and posting about, you know, promotions and that kind of stuff. So I like, I like the more positive <laughs> Facebook realm. Of course than, you do. Because what your joy, what is that from the emotions? I was, I was out? joy. Was yeah. Yeah. So, okay, this yeah. is how this happened. And I was, <laughs> yeah, a few Halloweens yeah. ago, Rachel inspired me um, because for Halloween, she was Wednesday. <laughs> And I was like, that's so Rachel. And I was like, what's so me? And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be Joy. Perfect. Yeah. 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 Which is really, we should dress up like that, like together. We should. That really is pretty much the epitome of both of us. It is. I have the never ending RBF and (laughs) and AJ's like, the world is sunshine and rainbows and glitters. And yeah, so... That's us together. I know. And, and we yeah, balance each other out. We do. So. We balance each other out well. <laughs> we make a good team. <laughs> AJ's usually yelling, you're so awesome while I'm behind her rolling my eyes. <laughs> we work well together. <laughs> I'm like, you're fine, Rachel. Just stay back there. I'm going to all encourage her. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. So um, we usually try to offer the gang, um, an on the mat tip and an off the mat tip. Do you have one or both that you'd like to share? Sure. Let me think for a second. So an on the mat tip and an off the mat tip. Okay. For upper belts or well, pretty much for anybody, when you're on the mat, don't, and it's, and you're not having, it's not like two weeks or three weeks before a tournament have something you're working on each round. Now people say that, but they don't actually practically apply it a lot. And um, so for me, cause I don't take a lot of class anymore just cause of my schedule when I'm training my rounds, like I'm working on a half car stuff right now. 
like deep half guard, heavy half guard stuff. It's like more of like a big man's half guard yeah. and to try to really get better on it. And like, it sucks. Like I'm getting smashed. Jerry's sitting her big badonka donk on me <laughs> and I'm trying to lift her booty up, her crossfitter booty up. And so it's not my A game. It'd be a lot easier for me just to pull back out and get back to my open guard where I know that I have, you know, that I'm really good at, but that's not improving my jujitsu. So um, I'm really working on that part of my jujitsu that it's not at the same level as some others. And so that's what I would tell people on the mat is to really have a purpose each round. And for each round, like I, I don't change the purpose. Like sometimes it'll be like for the week, I'm not pulling guard, which really irritates all of my girls <laughs> because then we're going to do takedowns and they don't, like I always tell them, like, just because I don't doesn't mean I can't. Right. So like if I'm doing takedowns, they're usually shocked. And um, so I'll do that for a week or two if getting them used to standing or if I'm then working on, you know, my half guard, which is what I'm working on right now. Not like a half guard, open half guard, but like a really a deep, heavy under half guard, and um, which I'm just not as good at. Like my husband's phenomenal at, at those sort of things, like an old school half guard, and I'm not. And so I'm working on that. So I have a purpose each round and I try to go back to it each round. That would be my on the mat tip if you really want to improve your jujitsu and not just get stalled and keep doing the same thing over and over again with your A game. My off the mat tip I think is going to have to be really like life is just too short. I I work in a very um, stressful business area and you just can't work. You can't make yourself so sick. I try to tell some of the young attorneys in my office, I was like, look, your job posting is, is going to be your job is going to be posted before your obituary is. So like, <laughs> yep. you've got to enjoy your family, enjoy your kids. You know, one of the other, I'm the only female attorney in our Nashville office. All the other attorneys in our, we have 15 offices in my law firm, South Southeast. And but I'm the only female in our Nashville office. And so it's a bunch of men, which is fine. Um, they're all really good guys. But one of them was joking or whatever. He's like, well, you want to decide who comes first? You know, the law firm or your family. And I was like, my family. He was joking because I had to go, I had to go get my daughter's gymnastics. Yeah. And as I walked out the door and I just think I finally came to a point in my career that the things that are important to me, you know, are my family, my kids, you know, my friends, um, and you know, my love for jujitsu and being a litigator, uh, it pays the bills. It, it's a good job, but I also know that I could get fired at any moment and I have to go find a new job. So I'm not willing to pour so much anxiety and stress into it when it's really just a false sense of security. So I try to remind the younger attorneys, I'm like, you have to enjoy life because you're going to look back in a decade. A lot of them are like 30 something right now and be like, where did the last 10 years go? And it's really not that important. So that's sort of my off the mat tip is that really think to prioritize your life and your job may not be as important as you think it is. Nice. Very good. We appreciate all of your Are you going to ask advice. me what my favorite color is? <laughs> no, that was actually... So So I asked her those questions outside of the podcast. Um, but if you'd like to tell us what your favorite color is, we'd love to hear it. It's chartreuse. Oh, good. I can spell that for sure. <laughs> um. Yes. I was very prepared. Like she's going to ask my favorite color and I'm going to come with chartreuse. 
<laughs> no, I'm going to, uh, I'll ask you some random questions that we'll, we'll use leading up to it. I've had a lot of fun uh, doing that to announce the, the podcast coming. Here's one for you. What do you think people will be most surprised to learn about you? Oh, what will be most surprised to learn about me? I can always go with the old standby in that, you know, I was like captain of the cheerleading squad and that doesn't really fit my current personality. So <laughs> can we also talk about, I think that's, you have some yeah. pageant wins, correct? Oh, yes, yes, yes. So I was in some beauty pageants as a younger person. So and, and you what, imagine me as a beauty queen. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the titles you hold there? Yes, yeah. yes. Okay, yeah. Well, we'll just say the one which everyone is super excited about, and that is I was the Salisbury Steak Festival queen. So <laughs> yes. there you go. I love it. I love it. <laughs> right. It's awesome. So there's that. But yeah, so that that's pretty much, you know, I think I used up all my um extra or like like I'm an introvert right now. I'm not an extrovert. And I think I used up all my extrovertedness when I was in like high school. So that's why I'm an introvert now. Because <laughs> I was out. very much, yeah, ran out like it's empty. Um, so I am an introvert, which I think most people would not expect, but I'm very much so. And so teaching, like being around groups of people for a long period of time just emotionally drains me. So how do you handle that at camp then? Because there are a lot of folks running around yeah, camp. Yeah. So um, it, it's so for me, um, and it's at every camp, and, and it's also at seminars, or it's also like last night, our gym was so packed. It was standing room only, like waiting thing. Um, at camp, for sure, I have people run interference, like people like Cassidy or AJ or whatever. They, when they can tell, or like Jerry, that I'm like over over the interactions and it's not that I don't like want to talk to people, but the interactions back and forth just emotionally wear me out. So sometimes they'll be like, Hey, well, we got to go. Um, I also tell people up front, like, look, I'm an introvert and this, this wears on me all the daily interactions. So by the end of the weekend, if I look just exhausted, it's because of that. Um, some people feed off that. Cassidy feeds off that. I feel like AJ feeds off that. I do not. Um, <laughs> I'm literally just depleted by the end of the weekend. And I sort of fake it a little bit, like super happy. Um, the energy, like I love teaching. So I'm really good at talking at people. I think that's why I'm good at my job too. Like if there's a like jurors and the judge, I can talk at people. But the the conversation involving back and forth is what drains me. And so that's why people don't understand the difference between that a lot. And they're like, what you're teaching all the time, you're engaged. I'm like, yeah, I don't mind that. It's sort of like a performance. Right. Mm -hmm. And in yep. your engagement, it's in a subject matter that I enjoy. Um, but the personal interaction, like one-on-one, -on -one, like I was really, when I got, it, it started when I was a brown belt, but it wasn't so bad. Um, and then when I got my black belt, it got much worse. Like they, everyone wants a picture and like to talk to you afterwards and that kind of stuff. And I was not prepared for that. And just those like interactions were hard for me at first until I now know they're coming so I can prepare myself. And, um, but at first I was like, why, why do you want a picture? This is weird. Like, <laughs> and, I, and you do still understand. have a little stress coming into like, you know, we, we pretty much talk on yes. the phone every day for about two yes, or three I weeks later. I was like, camp. look, you know, you know, I don't like people, right? Like, <laughs> I was like, hey, she's like, there's going to be 80 people at camp. Cool. 
that's fine. It's more like 120. All right. And then I was like, well, I'm like, well, okay, I, I'm just what I think I'm going to teach because 120 people is a lot of people. And break up. She's like, well, we can say 120, but it's more like 150. I'm like, okay, you're, this is not what I signed up for. And I was like, and I like the more women that we can cram in there. That's great. We can, and I, and I can teach everyone at once. It's, it's really is. I over the years realized as an introvert, it just really, it really wears on me. So at night, um, I always like at my camp, I always have people staying with me at my house. And I literally just have to like shut myself off in my room to just, I, the only way I get like re-energized is to be by myself. And that's just not from camp, but like with my husband and my kids, I need to be by myself. That usually involves me going for a run without anybody because none of them can keep up. Like, That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. None of them can right. keep up. <laughs> no. Yeah, Ray doesn't run, and my kids are like, it's hot. So that's, but I have to be by myself quiet. And so yeah. that's, I've learned over the years, that's what I need to re-energize to be able to tackle all of that. So I'll just walk by you at camp and nod, and we don't even have to engage. <laughs> you can, I don't want people to be afraid either. That's the other thing is that I They're am very, afraid. very yeah. loud. And and it's not, that's just who I am. I'm a loud person. Like, and I'm a very direct person when, if I'm speaking to someone and just in general, I'm very direct and very loud. I'm, I am paid to be confrontational and confrontational doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad thing. It's just a very, like, this is what it is. And that's how my day-to-day work is. And my husband's like, why do you, can you just be a little more softer in your conversation or a little less, you know, like direct? I'm like, why? And he's like, oh. Sounds like a waste of time. <laughs> right? So, um, don't know. I I like, if you want to ask me about jujitsu, I will talk to you jujitsu all day. That doesn't mean by the end of the day, I won't be emotionally exhausted. Exhausted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at the last camp, Emily did a good job of kind of breaking us all up um, to make the learning easier. And we are going to do some things to expand on that for the next camp, which we'll get into further down the road. And then I have a surprise coming for you that will help you to... A Pepsi machine. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing so much better about your Pepsi. Are you still doing good? I am. Good. Well, you sound less believable now, but I'm drinking less. I'm drinking less Pepsi than I have in the past. I'm not doing great. We'll do that. Okay. So, so more than one and a half yeah. a day. It's I'm but more less than one than and a half a day, but I'm for sure less than eight. I'm Good. at about I would say a solid three and a half. Okay. Which okay. is much better than my eight days. Yes. It's like half. Yes. <laughs> wow. It is. I'm doing, that is really good for me. Like yeah. it's really good for me. So, so just know that there is a surprise coming that will help you to Are you bring to... me a puppy. <laughs> I, I brought you moose last time. Doesn't that count? <laughs> that is true. Yeah. He ate all my fries. He's like that. I could it's bring fine. Finn too. I I, ooh, you should bring Finn. Finn's the best. I love her. Oh, dog. I love dogs. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Okay. So we'll wrap this up. Thank you so very much for your time. I know that it's busy and valuable and we appreciate you very much. It was a nice mental break from thinking about how I could convince a jury that they should believe my guy. So that's yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad we yeah. could help. <laughs> exactly. <You're welcome. laughs> all right. Well, good luck to you and we will see you soon. I'm so excited that Rachel's coming back to camp. Absolutely. And that 
was a blast talking to her. Like literally I've got that thing where like my cheeks hurt from smiling so much. <laughs> right. Well, and even though like we were kind of talking before we recorded, I don't even remember what Rachel actually taught us yeah. last year because at six months in, that yeah. was a lot of jujitsu yeah. in a weekend. But what I did remember, one of my big takeaways was I might not be able to do all the stuff, but I sure as heck was not going to not attempt to do all of the stuff and at least try while she was teaching. Like that was the big thing is at least try it. Yeah, Nobody's died yet. Right. Exactly. That's <laughs> she what she said. Saying. Nobody's died. You can do it. And it did. It made a lot of people try things that they it wouldn't did. have tried before. So I think that was probably one of my biggest takeaways from last year. So I'm really looking forward to now that stuff might make a little bit more sense to actually, you know, see what I take away from camp this year. Yeah. It's going to be good to have her back. She's she's always a blast and she always kind of gets everybody pumped back up. So right. once we start to get a little dragon butt as we get tired. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pretty good for an introvert. Yes. Yeah. She's amazing. <laughs> So we did not ask her where you could find her on social media. Um, she is, you know, Rachel Casillas on Facebook. However, she doesn't really have an active uh, Instagram. She doesn't really post much on Facebook. So um, I think, you know, as the introvert that she is, uh, she's just fine. Just come to her camp. Come to my camp. She's like, you don't need to follow me on social media. It's fine. <laughs> Perfect. And speaking of camp, how can people register for it? Yes, you can go to thefighthub.com um, and just look under the seminar section. We have the Role Model Women's Only Grappling Camp on there. You can register by just putting down a deposit for now, or you can pay in full. If you pay in full, then you'll get a rash guard at uh, camp. It'll be an exclusive rash guard just for crew members and paid in full girls. And don't forget that you can register your kid this year. So we're having the the young girls next generation track as well. So girls eight to 14 can also get registered. We will have links for all of that in the show notes. And if you know somebody that might be thinking about coming to camp, but they're still a little on the fence, please share these podcast episodes with them and encourage them to join us. Absolutely. And you can connect with us on social media. I'm AJ Klingerman everywhere. <laughs> I am on Instagram at Brassy Broad Jen, and the podcast is on there at Beauty and the Gee Podcast. And we are even on Twitter at Beauty and the Gee. We always appreciate, you know, for oh, you to. Oh, oh, yeah. oh and we Facebook. Have Facebook. We have Facebook now, too. Uh, we have a Facebook page and a Facebook group. The page is Beauty and the Gee Podcast. The group is Beauty and the Gee Gang. And um, so we appreciate your your likes and, you know, ratings, reviews, that kind of stuff is nice. But really what's most important to us is that you share these episodes with a friend. And we'll see you on, on the, the mat. mat. Welcome to Beauty and the Gee. The what is it? It's a podcast. The po it is yeah. a podcast. Yeah. It's a podcast. That's what we're making <laughs> right. here. That's the, right. That's the thing. Okay.